Derek. And I'm Jamie. And welcome to I Know You with Derek and Jamie, the podcast where two friends recommend theme content and try to predict the other's reaction to see who knows who better. And we'll also have a mini segment where we discuss anything from who we would recast to or movie trailer reactions. But we also have a lot of mini games too that we do at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. And the theme for today's episode is Rebooted Disney. We chose this episode because the Jungle Cruise just came out, I believe. So yeah, that's why we're doing this. And my choice for that theme is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. And I chose the movie A Christmas Carol, the 2009 version. So just a disclaimer before we jump in, there will be spoilers in our podcast, more so for Derek's choice than mine. So listen at your own risk, <laughs> unless you've seen them or know about the Christmas Carol story, uh, then just enjoy us talking about them. All right. So Jamie, what's up with you? What's going on up there in the mountains? Well, since the last time we did the podcast, which goes good with this theme, I went to Disney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I just, I went to Epcot for one day. It was fun drinking around the world. I did really good at the beginning. I was doing more like liquor drinks. And then maybe like a third of the way through, I switched to wine and beer. And I was like, okay, I'm good. I'll be good. No, no hangovers, not getting drunk or anything. Exactly. And then I got to the UK, which is the second to last one. Yeah. And we met this couple who she had the same name as me and they had just got engaged. <laughs> we took two shots. Oh, no. And then I had oh, a, no. a crown apple whiskey drink in Canada. <sighs> so yeah, that pushed me over the edge and I was hung over the next day when I had to fly home. <laughs> you, you can't go back to li- liquor before beer. You're in the clear. But beer before liquor, never sicker. Come on. I you know. know. It. I knew it. That's why I was done. But then I just met these people and she had the same name as me. <laughs> you know what? I'm giving you a hard time, but I know myself. If I <laughs> ran into someone with the same name as me, I'd be like, well, yeah, let's do a shot. Spelled exactly. the same way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If it was spelled the same way, we would become partners in some business or something. <laughs> I don't know what. What have you been up to? We had our first hurricane of the season down here in Florida this past week. What was the name? Uh, it was Hurricane Elsa that just came through. And like, we Let were like, go, right, which goes with Disney. <laughs> goes with Disney. Oh my God. Forces of nature like wanted this to happen. That's terrible. I believe this wasn't like that big of a hurricane. Like it didn't do that much damage. It just was like a torrential downpour all day. Like for straight at least like 36 hours. And the way our apartment set up, like we have like our little outcrop and a gutter right in front of our front door. So it kind of, if it rains really hard, it creates like a wall of water. So we had like a wall of water anytime we wanted to leave the house or anything. Or like we had to take our dog out. So it was a fun day. I got off work for it. That was kind of nice. You should have seen me my first year living here. I was freaking out. It was coming in and we were going to get out in front of it. But I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, I'm like, what if our apartment's just destroyed when we come back? I just didn't handle it well, y'all. Okay. You've Let's just lived say that. through tornadoes that are worse than hurricanes. Oh yeah. I used to go out on my deck and watch tornadoes like in the distance. But hurricanes you were scared of. Hurricanes are fucking huge. Okay. Okay. Hurricanes the are giant fine. Massive water storms. You're like in the middle of Florida, though. You're not like by the coast, so you're fine. You just get rain and wind. Florida's not that wide, y'all. It's like a two hour drive from like one coast to the other in Florida if you're like down the shaft of it. <laughs> I didn't know how else to describe it. I know there's the panhandle. I don't know what you call the <laughs> that. 
Derek lives in the shaft. Right in the middle. I'm, I'm kind of near the base. A little lower. I don't know. Okay, let's stop talking about it. Let's get into some movies. This is getting weird. All right. I think you go first this time. Me? Okay. Well, my movie is The Christmas Carol, the 2009 version. Before I get into it, I'm going to give my guesses like always. So for objective competence, I think Derek gave it a B minus. Story, great. This is one of the first times it's been told most like the book. Personal enjoyment, I guessed a seven. And then rewatchability is where I had issues because I feel like if it was at Christmas, it would be a four. If it was any other time during the year, it would be a one. So I gave it a three is my actual guess, but you'll only watch it at Christmas. That was really hard because I was like, it's a good Christmas movie. It's more like adult. Yeah. So the info on this movie, it was released in November 2009. This classic story is written by Charles Dickens, but is directed and written by Robert Zemeckis. It stars Jim Carrey as all the versions of Scrooge, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. Gary Oldman is Bob Cratchit, Marley the Ghost, and Tiny Tim. Colin Firth as Fred, and Robin Wright Penn as Belle and Fan. Carrie used different accents for each role. The film was produced through the process of motion capture, and it is Disney's third adaptation of the classic story. And Zemeckis said that this has to be one of his favorite stories dealing with time travel, and that's big coming from him because he directed the Back to the Future films. So a quick summary for those of you who, for some reason, don't know the story of The Christmas Carol. London awaits the joyful arrival of Christmas, while Ebenezer Scrooge thinks it's all humbug, berating his faithful clerk and cheerful nephew for their views of Christmas. Later, Scrooge encounters the ghost of his late business partner, who warns that three spirits will visit him this night. The ghost takes Scrooge on a journey through the past, present, and future in the hopes of transforming his bitterness. So Derek, what did you think of this adaptation compared to other ones you have seen? What is the third Disney one? Because I know there's like the Mickey and the gang one. There's this one. What's the third one? Is it Muppets? Is Muppets technically Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the Muppets one. I like this one too. You know, I love this fucking story. Uh, the Christmas Carol. It's such a good story. It is such a great story. Uh, it's honestly really hard to really mess up, in my opinion. I think my favorite Christmas Carol adaptation. I haven't seen that many. I haven't seen some of the older ones, but my favorite one is probably Scrooged. I don't know why. That one is so, like, of its time and, like, just balls to the wall crazy. I love it. My favorite Christmas Carol adaptations was the Flintstones. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It used to be on Cartoon Network every Christmas. I haven't seen it in probably over a decade, but I remember loving it because it was like the Flintstones were putting on a play of the Christmas Carol. Wait. And then it was, like, <laughs> behind-the-scenes issues. Yeah, Fred Flintstone was Scrooge, but he was also... Also, as Fred Flintstone being a dick. And so you get not only the story of the Christmas Carol, but you get the behind the scenes of the Flintstones. So yeah, okay, anyways, go on. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Okay, yeah, so um, no, I was saying I like this film. Like I said, the story is classic. They don't ever stray too far from it. And you said something about like how this is the closest adaptation to the book. Yeah. Okay, like I've never read the book, so I I, I honestly wouldn't know. But yeah, like all the performances are really great, especially from like Carrie and Colin Firth. Uh, uh, what's, Gary oh, what's his Oldman. name? Gary Oldman. Thank you. He was amazing. I did wonder. Scrooge kind of looks like Jim Carrey. Uh, his nephew, the character, does kind of look like Colin Firth. But then Bob Cratchit, Gary Oldman's character, looks nothing like Gary Oldman, like at all. So I was gonna ask you what you thought of the animation because it was motion capture. They had dots yes. all in their face. Do you remember when this came out and there used to be like promos of like behind the scenes? Yeah. I get that Bob Cratchit doesn't like you can see it more so at the end 
end when Bob Cratchit breaks the fourth wall when he's just staring at the camera. Yeah. I could see it mostly there. But yeah, the rest of them is insane how well that motion captured. I watched videos of behind the scenes of this. They literally acted it all out. They not just had motion capture on their face, they had it on their body. And so they acted this whole movie out and then it was just animated through that. So yeah, what were your thoughts on the animation? I was going to say, honestly, I hate to say it, but that was my biggest issue with the film is the animation. Not that it is animated. Like I'm down with an animated film anytime, yeah. but it's, it seemed like it didn't know if it wanted to be animated or live actions because some parts were like super like detailed and slow and like creepy and eerie. And then it got really cartoonish at times too. And I'm like, does it want to look really realistic or does it want to be cartoony? If they kind of want to be like a cartoon in the real world, why not film it live action? Like Disney has the money. They can do it. Yeah. Or if you want to be super cartoony, why not just do a fully animated film so the characters can be even more expressive? Like Jim Carrey, obviously super expressive without any animated, like watch the mask. (laughs) He doesn't need animation to be expressive. But like everyone else in comparison is kind of just like flat. I don't know. Somewhat. With the animation, yeah, like I kind of agree with you on that, that it is weird. That's just the style because this director also did Polar Express, which I believe was done in the same way. And Welcome to Marwin, which had elements of this too. Robert Zemeckis loves his motion capture. He really does. Ever since like that technology became available and I think he kind of helped it along. The animation, I don't know about you, but to me it felt very video gamey. Yes, thank yeah. you. I couldn't put my finger on it, but this moment you said it, I felt like I should be holding a controller and... Yeah, like this is a big cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny? Because that's what they do a lot in video games nowadays is they do a lot of motion capture. So it makes sense why this looks, especially like in comparison to now, just like a video game. And like, I think that also gets into an overall issue I had is like the issue with the tone of this film. It can be very dark and brooding and creepy and frightening. Like the scene. Oh, yeah. With, with when uh, future. Oh, that one is creepy. Yeah. But I, I was going to say the one where uh, the ghost of Christmas present dies and he that just like withers away. Up. And like, he just, he's laughing as a skeleton. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? But then like two scenes ago, you see like them like dancing weirdly and like dancing up and like floating in the air for a second and then like flying back down. And I'm like, wait, what kind of tone are we trying to set here? Like I, you can have a jovial scene, but like it, when it gets so cartoonish and then you have the scene with that, it's like, what? Like this is such a scary movie for a it Disney is. Christmas movie. Yeah. So this came out in 2009. Blake went to see it my little brother went to see it in theaters and he was six years old <laughs> it scarred him he was terrified because that's the thing you hear disney's a christmas carol so you probably think back to the one in the 90s i think it was the 90s yeah. with mickey and the gang and scrooge mcduck and you're like oh, i'll take my kids to go see this yeah no, it Goofy is not a the, children yeah, one. <laughs> no creepy jaws falling off of people scary specters of death that are never actually seen that are just like shadows this is why it's most closely related to what the book is and now that kind of makes me want to read the book to see how fucking scary the book is i've kind of always wanted to read the book but you know i gotta get (laughs) reading (laughs) (laughs) reading is hard i'll listen to the audiobook okay back to christmas carol so yeah marley was super fucking creepy like when he was the doorknob knocker and then when he came in through the door oh that was 
is like a horror movie. Yeah, frightening scenes. Like, I want to see an adaptation of the story that is, I'm sure there is one, but that is like a full-on horror story because this is a fucking, it's a this ghost is story. terrifying. I know. I loved all the terrifying things about this movie. You and me don't like scary movies, but I really liked that this movie was like it is. Yeah, it really feels great. I loved The Ghost of Christmas Future. Oh, that's what I was going to ask was, which ghost did you like best, past, present, or yet to come? I think I liked each one more and more. The past one, uh, he talked like this in everything. He was super creepy. He kept doing like a little jig. If anyone's seen the first Suicide Squad movie, Enchantress and that, it was kind of like that. He was always just kind of like moving, just uh. The Ghost of Christmas Past was a candle. That's yeah. who he was. So when he moved like his body, the head of the candle was the flame with the face on it and it would just like jig around and it was just super creepy. I don't know. I didn't find it creepy because I just found it like too silly. That one was too silly for me. How was the shape-shifting faces silly. Okay, that, that was creepy part. as no, fuck. No, that was creepy. That <laughs> that was nightmare fuel. So it had that. Like, anytime I see, like, those super creepy stuff, all I can think of is, like, the Disney thing, like, da na 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 Like, right <laughs> over that. I'm like, this is a Disney film. This shouldn't have, like, this intense stuff. Or, like, it should have this intense stuff, but then get rid of the, like, people dancing and, like, floating through air and then Jim Carrey being shrunk and having a high-pitched voice while being that chased by so the specter funny. of death. But that's the thing. Like, it shouldn't be funny. He's being chased by death. He's trying to outrun death. It should be like the most fear inducing part of the film. But it's not. Because he has the high pitch of flames. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah. It robs the entire moment of almost all its tension. But the moment, like right before it, Jim Carrey's sitting on the stairs watching the Cratchit family. And Bob Cratchit, he hides it. He hides the pain from his family. But the second he's out of view from his family, he lets it all out. And then he's right in front of Jim Carrey, face to face, inches. And he has to just take that. He has to take all of it. That emotion, I'm kind of getting chills a little bit thinking about like, that is such an emotional. I oh my cried. God. Yeah. I was on the verge of tears at that moment. Like, it's an intense moment but then that's followed by the high-pitched chase scene and you're like what's going on here but then that's followed by him like being sucked to like the depths of hell in a grave (laughs) while there's a fucking death tornado above him and then the thing reaches out you never really see what it is but it's wearing like these weird goggles or something i didn't know what that was like i could you tell what the face of that death thing was i couldn't no i think that's the point of it you're not supposed to know what death looks like and that's brilliant and then the scene after that when jim Carrey then sings the end of the song. I'm like, we're in Jim Carrey. Here's Jim Carrey again. <laughs> like I said, again, I didn't dislike the creepiness factor. I honestly just like the like light Disney moments that were like interjected into the thing, you know? See, I didn't mind them because it, it gives you like differences. Like yeah. you get the joyful moments to only know how bad the dark moments are. Like you see the past and see his sister and he's talking. He's like the people that I went to school with and it's all happy. And then it goes to the present where it's like everyone's talking crap about him and he's not with anyone to the future where he dies alone and no one gives a shit and you appreciate that because you saw the differences each layer so I didn't mind the lighthearted moments because you kind of need it in a Christmas story 
like this, yeah. especially, I mean, this story specifically, you need the lighthearted right. moments to really feel the deep, sad moments, too. I don't have the issue with, like, the jovial moments. I like the jovial moments at the end when Scrooge has the change of heart and he's super happy. And honestly, after that, there were, I didn't really have an issue with it, except for, like, Jim Carrey singing that song. That was, like, something that just kind of popped up is, like, Jim Carrey was a little too Jim Carrey at moments where I'm like, it's Jim Carrey. Like, they hit it really well at times, but then at times I'm like, Jim Carrey. Like, just the moments, they seem too, not just jovial and light, but too cartoonish, too goofy, too stretchy. Like, it didn't feel like the real world, but everything else made it try to feel like the real world. But like I said, there's still a lot to love about this film. And like, if you like The Christmas Carol, you're going to like this film. You're not going to be like, oh, that was such a bad adaptation. They did everything wrong. Yeah, you shouldn't go into it thinking of a Disney movie. You need to go into it just thinking of an animated The Christmas Carol. Right. I think that's what you kind of have to go into it. I was thinking about this when I was watching it. Jim Carrey is like, has been two of Christmas's biggest icons. I know. The Grinch and Scrooge. He needs a new movie now. <laughs> he needs to play like a Santa. He needs to play a Santa somehow. And then he'll have have like the trifecta i guess these are very similar stories aren't they it really is yeah so he, he likes really playing the grump that turns out to have a heart of gold later you know <laughs> he's good at it i can't i can't deny him did you notice in the scene when it's the ghost of christmas is yet to come and he's sitting like on the steps and there's those guys talking about the business guy who died did you yeah. notice that one of them like snorts cocaine no <laughs> matt Wait, and i were both sitting there up. it happened and we were like did he just snort cocaine like he had something on his finger and he went <laughs> into both nostrils. <laughs> you know I'm looking this up right now. I'm bringing it, it up. It's an I hour in three minutes and about 30 seconds. Here we go. I thought he'd never die. Was he done with his money? Your husband left it to me. That's all I know. <laughs> Holy. Did you hear that? Okay, guys, listen. You can they hear the snorts. They heard it. I could hear it. I could hear you it, could hear the so snorts? They heard it. Yeah. yeah. So you heard those snorts. <laughs> Hasn't left it to me. <laughs> What the hell was he doing? Well, okay, <laughs> back then, cocaine would have been a fucking, like, actual medicine. But, like, the fact that he's literally just has it, like, on his pinky and he's like, eh, oh, yes. Hasn't left it to me. Woo! Na, 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 na. Disney. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh my god, that's great. I love that you keep pointing out, like, National Treasure. They don't have guns. This dude's doing coke <laughs> in a Christmas Disney movie. It's so great. My last bit I want to say is, like, I wish this would have been done in, like, a 2D animation. Or in the animation style that's actually, like, still CG, but has, like, the outlines of 2D that was in, like, in the Spider-Verse film. Or that Disney short with the dude and the paper airplanes, and it was, like, black and white. I wish it was like that with the same voice cast and a very similar kind of visual style. But I think either that or full live action, full big budget. Let's see this thing. Well, it was a 3D movie when it came out, which you can definitely tell watching it. You could yeah. tell that it was meant to be seen as a 3D movie, which would have been even scarier. I don't know. Those are the only two things like I kind of had. It's a pretty good telling of A Christmas Carol with a few tonal issues for me. And I wish it had either done a 2D animated or 
for a live action. I think I would have enjoyed that more. Who would you suggest this to? So one, I think fans of the story would enjoy this telling. I'd say if you like the 2001 Jim Carrey the Grinch, I think you'd probably enjoy this pretty well too. Because it has humorous moments. Right. Because Jim Carrey's in it. And I think you're going to enjoy Jim Carrey, like regardless. So if, because I think if you enjoy the Grinch, that probably means you really enjoy Jim Carrey. Sweet. Well, let's get back to my guesses then. For objective competence, B minus. I gave it a B. Personal enjoyment, I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. Like I said, I like this film. It's a pretty good telling of the story. I enjoyed it. And it was a little weird to watch it in like July. Right on. And then rewatchability, I want you to answer all of them. I gave it a four at Christmas, a one any other time because Derek does not do Christmas outside of Christmas time. And then a three overall. Three is the official answer. Basically, yeah, if this was any time outside of Thanksgiving to New Year's, the Christmas season, I would not rewatch this film. It would be a one. Inside that season, it would be a three. So I gave it a three because I kind of felt like this is when I'll watch it and I might put it on. I, it's not going to be like an every year kind of Christmas movie. There's a couple places for those. Dang, so I was one off. You were one off total. This was a good movie, though. Like, I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. If you enjoy this story, you'll enjoy this movie. And I enjoy the story, so I enjoy the movie. All right, on to mine. A very different film. My movie is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. So before I get into the info, let me give my guesses. Uh, Honestly, very close to Jamie's guesses. Objective confidence, I gave it a B. Personal enjoyment, I gave it a 6. And rewatchability, I gave it a 3. I don't know what I was thinking now that I think about that, but we'll get into it. So, Maleficent 2 was directed by... I'm going to butcher this name. I'm sorry. Hochim Ronan and stars Angelina Jolie, Elle Fanning, Harris Dickinson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sam Riley, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Jen Murray, and Ed Screen. Set five years after the first film, Maleficent Mistress of Evil follows the titular character as she faces the neighboring kingdom's perception of herself as villainous, while her goddaughter Aurora begins to question their complex family ties, as well as impending nuptials, unexpected allies, and dark new forces at play. So Maleficent 2 was released in late 2019 and grossed almost 500 million. But given that the budget was almost 200 million, it barely made a promise. The film also received mixed reviews, some loving it, some not so much. But given both of these factors, Disney is already developing the sequel. So before we get into anything, I want to know, Jamie, you've seen the first Maleficent, right? Yeah, once. Once. Okay. What were your general thoughts on that before you get into anything on I wasn't a huge fan of the first movie. I've never been a huge Sleeping Beauty fan. So the first one I wasn't like big into. I had already known the story and it wasn't my favorite remake that Disney has done. I'll say that. Not bad, but not my favorite. All right. So um, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I was never a huge Sleeping Beauty fan. I actually don't think I watched the film until right before Maleficent 2 came out. And I'm like, yeah, let's watch Sleeping Beauty. And I watch it and I'm like, yeah, this is a decently enjoyable film. There's some fun characters in it, like really good animation. Maleficent one, like I'm like, this is eh, it's okay. Yeah, I feel like the first one pulled more so from the original animated film. And then the second one was able to go off on its own. So what do you think of that whole new thing of going out (laughs) on its own? Should it have done that? I thought the story was original and 
added a lot more aspects to it, but kind of like how The Christmas Carol was definitely not a children's movie, this I would not consider a children's <laughs> movie at all. Yeah, there's some stuff that happened in the third act. It takes a turn, doesn't oh it? Oh my god. That climax takes a turn. Good god. Should we just get into that right away? Let's just do it. I'm going to run through the story real quick to get everyone up to speed at where the climax is. So, basically, Aurora and Philip are about to get married, so Maleficent and the new king and queen have to meet. That dinner goes wrong, and Maleficent goes off and finds more of Maleficent's, and while Aurora stays with them, and tensions keep rising, and at the end, basically, all the new Maleficent's that are called Dark Fae, they all are charging the castle, while the evil queen has been prepping bombs that basically kill anything, that, like, disintegrate things to the touch, that Thanos snap them, basically. And that is where we are. So, Jamie, (laughs) the climax. Were you expecting it? Oh my god. Okay, so no, I wasn't expecting so much death. <laughs> right? It started in that little lair where the little troll fairy thing was doing experiments. Oh, I got his name. Don't worry. His name is Lickspittle. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> Lickspittle was doing experiments and he puts dust on a fairy and the fairy turned into a dandelion. Right. And I was like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, I can't believe they showed that. I was expecting it to be like off screen into where like the reactions of the little Sonic the Hedgehog thing in the mushroom were like, <laughs> what? Yeah. But no, they showed it dying on screen and then trapping the, all the fairies in, in the, church. the church and killing them? Oh my god, yeah. And the Maleficence and all of them flying and like the bombs just going off and them turning to dust. I was like, that's so like I said, messed up. Snapped. And okay, so Katie and I were watching it and she was saying like, there's no stakes in this film beforehand and then that starts happening. I'm like, what did you say about no stakes? And she's like, obviously they're all going to come back. Like, there's going to be a magic thing and all the things turn to stuff, come back. Nope. Nope. No. They're all just dead. Yeah. And then all- what bothered me, really, really fucking bothered me, is that Aurora and Prince Philip still got married that day. That day. It didn't like fade to like months later or just like, it could have just faded to an indiscriminate amount of time later. Exactly. No, that day. They literally said, today there will be a wedding. I know. No, we all just lost a lot of loved ones. But and okay. no one was sad. No one showed any sorrow or grief. <laughs> the king wakes up to a war that just happened, and he's like, "Oh, okay. What happens? No- oh, they're still getting married. Cool. My wife's a goat. Why not? Okay, let's do this. Like, what the fuck? It makes oh no God. goddamn sense. I that so yeah. I didn't like that they got married. That was just messed up, but. I feel like this movie was just a conglomerate or a modge podge is a better word. An amalgamation. All the words. Yes. Of mm. so many different pieces of media. Like I got strong Game of Thrones vibes from this because that scene, if you guys have watched one of the last episodes, it's not the last one. I'm not going to spoil it, but it just gave off vibes like right. this movie with a mad queen and then just a battle going on. And like that was very Game of Thrones, locking the people in the church was very Game of Thrones. And then, like you said, the Thanos snap where they turned to dust. Yeah. That was pulled from there. And then the last thing that I noticed that I had pulled from is when you found out that there were a bunch more Maleficent kind of people. <laughs> yeah. The scene where they fly through the caves or wherever they are, it reminded me so much of the scene in the third How to Train Your Dragons when they're going through the dragon place. 
place where they find all of these dragons living. Oh, yeah. That reminded me so much of that. You know what's funny? I have it written down in my notes. That hat reminded me of the second How to Train Your Dragon. When he finds his mom and they're just, it's a very similar scene, but he finds his mom and they like, they go over all the, like the dragons she has. I just saw so many things that it pulled from and that made me a little sketchy. Like, uh, no, you're not very original, but they like put them all together and like tried to do its own story. And I was like, okay, kind of original. But then, okay, also kind of original, but another thing they pulled from when uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor's character, Connell, you know, when he was dying, it was very Avatar what they were doing, kind of like when... Yes! Uh, yeah, right? They were like putting their hands on the ground to heal him. In front of the, like the giant tree. And yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, okay, this is... <laughs> guys, you're, you're drawing a little, like, come on, it guys. It really come was on. drawing from so many things. I will say, another part that made me think of another thing. This is technically <laughs> Disney's thing, so it's not that, but whatever. When um Maleficent gets dusted, all I could think of was like, Mr. Sleeping Beauty, I don't feel so good. Like Tom Holland in, in Infinite Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Just Maleficent turning to her, Mr. Aurora, I don't feel so good. And just like <laughs> fading away. But then she comes back. How does she come back to life? I didn't understand that at all. Didn't you hear him say? She is the giant bird. The giant bird is her. Yeah, but she died. She turned to dust. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. But she's a phoenix. So phoenix but turned to ashes. How? And because she's a phoenix, Jamie. Don't make Mickey get in here. Ha <laughs> ha. Jamie, don't make me take my glove off. You just sound like small Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a good Mickey. Ah, humbug. <laughs> ah, humbug. I can't do a good Mickey. You sounded more Stitch there. Me na 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 quista. <laughs> all right oh we're getting off track again people <laughs> I, I have a question i'm, I'm, I'm gonna take us out the batshit insanity of the climax okay let's go back to the movie <laughs> back to the movie do you think this film would have been better if they didn't so obviously reveal that michelle pfeiffer was evil from like the beginning right i would have preferred it if they hit it right exactly like they made her so evil like they showed her building the army and stuff and she was such an asshole at that dinner so they showed her going down to the dungeon talking to Lickspittle. I wish they had hidden that and just showed her as like more of an overprotective mom and then towards like the end of the second act. When Aurora discovers it, you could have been like, oh shit. Exactly. Yeah, the movie could have played up. No, Maleficent, she loves Aurora, doesn't love anyone else. And so she's still kind of evil. And like if it played that up, that could have been a really interesting movie. But no, they had to go super evil. But it gave us the best or creepiest character of all time. The little girl? The redheaded, yeah. Yes, the one playing the organ in the church, killing yeah. all the Who shot fairies. Maleficent, who just had like the biggest eyes the entire time. She was terrifying. And like, why? I wish like you would have thought that she was the mastermind behind it and then discovered that it really was the queen. Like that, that would have been they interesting. They just did it wrong there where they revealed right the queen so early you could they could still show her being creepy and weird and you'd be like something's up with her like what is she up to like the queen's just being a mom but what is up with her and then you're just like oh no she's just a pawn yeah because i knew immediately like when they were like oh the king's been cursed i was like Maleficent didn't do that the queen did that like i knew oh, yeah. immediately there was no doubt in my mind if you listen to the king go back and watch like the king says what has she done and that's all he says right before he faints yeah he's not talking about maleficent he's no. talking about 
about the queen. He's talking about his wife. And more in that dinner, like, how is a netting around the horns supposed to make them less scary when they kind of made them more scary? That's exactly what Katie said. She's like, it draws <laughs> attention to them and makes them weirder. I think they were trying to make it look like the French style of headdress around a kind of like a medieval-ish time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do fabric, not netting. Like, yeah, you can do still something like completely horse. around it, like to completely cover it up. Not just something that kind of goes in between it. It's like, here's still the horns and I'm still going to wear freaking necklace of bird skulls. You don't care about that? Aurora, you're not going to be like, hey, can you just go with like a flat black instead of the bird skulls? <laughs> Maybe. That was just weird. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things about this film. Like the whole proposal scene is very weird. Like they take her crown and they're running it with it. And she's like, just like, huh, I don't have time for this. Huh? Ugh. What? Yeah, that was very played up. Like too played up. And then the weirdest part that really weirded me out after she says yes and they kiss and like everyone's like, oh, yay. You realize that the tree they're in, those leaves are not surrounded by leaves. They're surrounded by more fairies, by little peeping fairies that are just they're like everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. They're like literally they have little fairy flies that can catch the crown. These two will never be alone ever. I will say, I'm glad that one of those, the the trio of fairies, I'm glad she died. Really? I hated them in the first film. They were the worst. They were such idiots. If it wasn't for Maleficent, Aurora would have been dead 10 times over with them. Like, it's crazy. And they're like, just as stupid in this film. So I'm kind of glad one of them died. For children, though, that's terrifying. To see, like, one of the main people from the story that you know die. Which, I mean, she didn't really die because at the end, when Aurora is walking down the aisle and the two fairies are changing it from pink to green and then the blue fairy changes the dress blue from like the other side as a ghost i don't know as a yeah. flower she blooms as a flower Horse and ghost. still has magical Horse powers fairy ghost. <laughs> another pull nothing makes sense about this film but I will say the first third, it's kind of boring, but there's a decent setup. And I do like, I will say, I like the relationship between Maleficent and Diabar, her, her crow That is human. amazing. I love them. They're so funny together. There was a sexual tension there that you're not sure about. Is that just me? Like a dom? Yeah, like she might be <laughs> the dom to his sub. Like maybe. Yeah. He always calls her mistress. Like that's always how we were from. Like they're hinting. Again, no, 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 no. I like them. <laughs> I like liked when he like mentions being turned into a bear and then at the end when she fucking turned him into a crow bear i was I like, like that. yes it wasn't even yes. just a bear it was like it was a crow bear like it was like a half bear half bird it was awesome and then at the wedding he's like sorry if i mauled any of you yeah like <laughs> what that's not oh a- <laughs> this is what again the insanity of the third act Th- these are my notes first third kind of boring but decent setup second third boring pre-war talking that's all the second third is it's just like we need to fight or we could broker peace <laughs> on both sides there's like both of those conversations happening simultaneously the climax the final third just bat shit insanity from then until the end it's just utter nonsense but either way i feel like is a generic film for the most part and then a crazy 
filmed for the final third. There are bits of it that are just like, what? Like the very first scene when they're going to search for the fairies or the mushrooms or whatever, like they're looking for shrooms is what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And then like when they were doing that, I was like, so I get that like the mushrooms are alive, but what if these guys are just on shrooms and they see the <laughs> mushrooms and the mushrooms are alive because they're on shrooms. They got it, man. <laughs> but there's oh. no way that a mushroom could outrun up that dude. Right. Like they were showing the mushroom like running away from the guy and the mushroom just running like normal speed and then the guy is running like super fast behind him. There's no way that it would have taken him no, that long to catch up to the mushroom. The mushroom. He would have gone like 10 feet while the dude has to take like three steps to do that. Like it, Exactly. Like I said, this kind of has the same thing where there's kind of too much of a tonal difference where like you get like really awkward forced cringe kind of scenes of them stealing the crown and stuff and then like super dark shit. Super dark shit like people grave robbing because technically that's what they do. Like they desecrate yeah. graves to get that shit to make weapons to kill people that do kill people. I don't know what else to say about this film. I like that the queen was turned into a goat, but now it's just going to be a murderous goat going around. <laughs> like, right? There's no way she's not going to use those horns. Make her something that won't be able to kill anybody. I think that was a reshoot. I have a thing. I want to look it up, but I think that was a reshoot because like in the first film, the first king, he gets a death. And this one, like it kind of insinuated that when you had all the dark fae kind of like surrounding her at one point. Yeah, I wanted them to torture her and rip her apart. Like that's what you thought was going to happen. Like, oh, they're going to fuck her up. Like she's dead. She's not coming out of that alive or sane. Or But then like it cuts to like her getting ripped out from like a really high window, even though she was like on the ground floor. Then getting like whipped around, but then like getting like landing softly on the ground and then just getting changed into a goat. I yeah. feel like someone like early thing, like they watched it and they're like, guys, there's a lot of dark stuff in this film. We can't insinuate that the queen just gets like tortured and ripped limb from limb. Can we do something? Can we turn her into a goat? Can we can we do that? Like, I honestly think that's what happened. And the king was like, you can change your back, right? And Maleficent's like, maybe. And the king's like, only if we want to. Only if we want to. <laughs> I never liked her that much anyway. <laughs> what a weird kingdom we run. <laughs> was the king technically Sleeping Beauty in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The king was the Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, and Katie kept saying, if the son had just kissed the dad, that probably would have worked. Like she couldn't because she didn't love him. But like the son obviously loves his dad. True love, yeah. Like it would have woken him up and he would have like just woken up and been like, guys, arrest her, kill her. She cursed me. The very last thing I have to say is the description on Disney Plus literally just said, the story of Disney's most iconic villain continues. Literally nothing about the story at all. And I'm like, so much shit happens. You could say so much, but they're just, the story continues. At least, okay, so on IMDb, which this thing is written by Disney. It says a bit more than that. It gives you like the relationship <laughs> is tense, the pulled in different directions, stuff happens. Is Maleficent Disney's most iconic villain? Maybe. Definitely one of. Well, I always remember like in like the Disney fireworks shows where Mickey's there and he's the wizard, he always fights Maleficent as a dragon. Yeah, Maleficent is usually in most things because she can turn into a dragon. But she can't in these films. She turns into nope. a bird. She turns to ashes. 
And then the ashes turn into a bird, which does absolutely nothing but destroy a tower and then save Elle Fanning. Which she could have done as Maleficent. I, I feel like people were like complained that last time she didn't turn into the dragon. But this time Disney is like, well, here, giant bird. <laughs> Disney has to learn with between this film and the remake of Aladdin. If there is a giant reptile at the end of your film, we expect giant reptiles, not giant birds. <laughs> All right. Who would you recommend this for? I mean, obviously Disney fans. Angelina Jolie fans, because I think her acting was amazing in this. She did phenomenal. We haven't even talked about that. Honestly, I think we didn't talk about it because it was a given. I will say that was the one great thing about her in the first one. She She was great. She was born to be Maleficent, the live action Maleficent. Yeah. Back to my guesses. Let's remind everyone. For objective competence, I guess to beat. This film is decently well put together. It's shot well. It looks nice. It's acted pretty decently from everyone. I gave it a B plus. Ah, Again, okay. yeah. thought it was done well in everything. Literally had to be not an A because it took so much from other films, but it was really good. Okay, so for personal enjoyment, I guess the 6 out of 10. I honestly don't know. Like this one, re-watching it, it's kind of a fun watch. It's kind of boring the first two halves, but then the third half is so crazy you're like i don't know that was kind of fun so i guess a <laughs> six out of ten so close i gave it a seven out of ten no way oh i know oh, damn i was watching it and i was literally like this is pulling but i liked all those things that it pulls from so i was like this is a lot of stuff and there was like funny moments in it and i was engaged because it was a story i had never heard before and i was actually interested in it yeah yeah okay so okay so rewatchability i guessed a three out of five i think you'd want to rewatch this again maybe once or twice but i think you'd want to get like really drunk or something beforehand <laughs> and then watch it or at least like create a drinking game so that f- throughout the first two thirds like you get really drunk and then the final third happens you're wasted and you're just like yeah let's go i <laughs> don't oh, know so three out of five i gave it a three out of five. <laughs> oh, dang you know what i'm only off by two but i was only off by one yeah not enough to beat you we really need knew each other this week oh my god last episode was a tie this one we're just one off from each other like dang the show's gonna get boring if we keep getting this close i know or even more exciting (laughs) next week's gonna be a turn though you guys just wait (laughs) next week's a grab bag we're not gonna get into it but next week's a grab bag y'all it's gonna be crazy all right so you win i win (laughs) it's only been two episodes since i've won but i won i'm trying to think do the do the disney noise no 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 Jamie won the game. <laughs> Jamie won. Jamie won the game. Do 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 do. Jamie won the Disney episode. Do 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 do. Good. It's on brand for me. I'm a very Disney person. Great. Very Disney's now suing us. Good job. <laughs> Please don't. Don't sue us, Disney. We <laughs> we gave these both seven out of tens. That's pretty good. That's pretty. They're good. both in the bees. They're both in the bees. <laughs> we both want to watch them again. It's all love. All hail the Disney overlords. All right. Before we get into the mini segment, I just wanted to remind you guys to go enter the sweepstakes. It's going to close very soon. Yep. Come on, guys. We need entries. You Don't you want to, like, control us? Don't you want to tell us what to do? Don't you want to <laughs> make us watch a really bad movie or make us watch one of your favorite movies and then yell at us if we disagree with you? Exactly. Come on. Just come on, you guys. Enter. Enter now. You know the rules already. You know the rules. <laughs> if not... Go look at our social medias. No rules, just right your way. Taco Bell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was right. Let's get into some mini segments. All right. 
to stay on theme with this week of rebooted Disney. And because of the theme, like we said, it's because Jungle Cruise just came out, which is a fucking crazy idea for a movie, basing it on that ride at Disney. So we thought, why not talk about more rides that we think should become movies or movies we think should become rides. So, Jamie, what do you got? What's your first one? First one on my wish list. I have the one that's probably on everyone's wish list because this idea has floated around the internet for years is the Emperor's New Groove. For years, it's been said online that this would be the best ride starting off with Yzma and Krunk where she goes, pull the lever, Krunk. Wrong lever. Like it could be a water ride or an epic roller coaster or a drop ride. Like just that alone would be amazing. Right. And you can like go through scenes of the movie and like you could be chased Mm -hmm. by like the Panthers and you could go over a waterfall. There's so much stuff you could do with crazy technology that Disney parks are coming up with nowadays. I know. Emperor's New Groove is an amazing choice. I love that movie. That's such a good movie. I love the uh, waterfall coming up. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Most likely. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Squeaker, squeak, squeakerson. Squeak, squeaker. Squeak. Kronk is like the best Disney sidekick. Disney villain sidekick. He is he's he's one of the best Disney characters ever. Great choice. Okay. So my first choice would be how to train your dragon. There needs to be a ride of it. Like Katie and I, we went to Universal two years ago for my birthday. And we did like we were there for like three days, so we did everything. Mm -hmm. And we after the Shrek ride, she was like, That's really outdated. I'm like, it is. And she's like, they could totally replace it. And replace it with a how to train your dragon flight simulator kind of thing. Kind of like soaring or the Pandora ride. I haven't been on that one, but something like that. And you could just fly through Burke and fly through like with all these dragons and then you could be like attacked by a giant one and like dodging stuff and just it could be an amazing experience or you could do like a roller coaster you have like the images projected and stuff there's so much stuff you can do nowadays next one is a ride i think should be turned into a movie and it's at disney's animal kingdom i think expedition everest would make an amazing movie whether it's animated or not oh yeah that's totally gonna be another one with the rock in it you can just see the rock trying to climb everest or <laughs> something mount kilimanjaro never faced a rock this big (laughs) (laughs) the world's biggest rock is going up against a mountain Uh, but yes, I think Expedition Everest would be an amazing movie, animated or not animated. Okay, so my next one is three. So I, I kind of envisioned it as a trilogy. So I think they should do a trilogy of the Big Thunder, Splash, and Space Mountain. <gasps> yes, even though Splash Mountain is based on Br'er Rabbit. Yeah, it's based on Song of the South, but I think they're replacing it. They're replacing it with Princess and the Frog. Yes. Yeah, obviously we have a movie based on Princess on the frog but i think kind of at the same way you could kind of what it'd be like with simon Pegg and edgar wright's uh cornetto trilogy Shaun of the dead hot fuzz at world's end like those three films they're like technically a trilogy they're not super linked but they could be like i feel like these could be that where you have like big thunder mountain which is kind of could be like more of like a period piece old west you could just basically set it like that just call it big thunder mountain have this setting be big thunder mountain boom you can just do anything you want with that same with like any of these like splash mountain you just have it be like a movie that's like about about a waterfall (laughs) could be or just like going down a river kind of like a huckleberry finn kind of thing just yeah people traveling down a river and shit that happens and then space mountain just do a sci-fi film and then like somehow maybe like all of these
movies connect with like a final fourth film or something i don't know but like i feel like these could be such great films and i feel like people are like this is fucking insane like why are we <laughs> big thunder mountain the movie what disney you're crazy what you have no ideas who cares i want to go see it let's go i love that i would love to see a mountains movie so i'm going like super less intense than like roller coasters and epic stuff and i think a moana boat ride would be really cute and i don't know why they haven't like even announced that yet like i feel like in epcot they need a polynesian land all about hawaii because it has such an amazing culture and have a moana boat ride there they could definitely do that do you have any more i have one more and it's one that already exists but it's a terrible version. My last one is a better Fast and Furious ride. And to anyone who's <laughs> been to Universal and been on that ride, they know that is a terrible ride. Little history on that ride. It started as Earthquake the Ride, where you basically went on the subway train and then it simulated what it'd be like on the subway in an earthquake. So like the thing shook, the ceiling caved in, water flooded in, fire bursting. It was crazy. And then they reworked that. They kept that, but they added a few other elements where they made it disaster the film the ride and that wasn't an actual thing but like they had christopher walken and the rock be like playing these director and actor who's making the next big blockbuster called mother nature and they took people from the audience to get shots to be put in the trailer and then they still use the earthquake ride to like give them an actual ride it was great and then they changed it to the fast and furious ride which i thought was going to be awesome because fast and furious is like just insane action and like crazy like what's going on insanity so i thought the ride would be something like that but no you're just on this bus well no first you have to go through these rooms which when we went it felt sad because like there's this whole space to fill up this whole room with people to get the line moving but there's only like 12 of us in there and this poor universal actor who has to like do this performance whether there's like a hundred people or like one person in the room and he's giving it all he has to act with the pre-recorded actors from the film then you go on this bus where you just drive and then they have screens on either side where you're just in a chase scene from a movie but and it just kind of shakes you a little bit and you're like and that's it and that's the whole thing and you're just like that's it that, that's it you can't be like <laughs> what's the one at, at Epcot Test Track or something Test Track yeah yeah like a Fast and Furious ride that like takes you like that but also has elements of like the Spider-Man ride where you're like just getting whipped around and like you're seeing like 3D stuff like it could have been amazing they fucked it up so there needs to be a better Fast and Furious ride. Okay, so we each had three and I wasn't going to do one of mine because it was like a remake, like something that's already been done, but Derek did it, so I want to do yeah, mine really ahead. quick. I think they should redo the Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Needs to be an amazing movie. They have such an amazing opportunity. Don't do it modern day. I want to know about the woman beheading right. all of her husband, killing all her husbands. That's yeah. what I want to know. Follow the pirate's formula. Period. Piece it. Make it what the ride is. Get an eccentric actor or actress for like a side character that's going to steal the show. That that was such a wasted opportunity. That needs opportunity. to be done. It, need, it needs to be so much better. All right. I guess that means it's on to our mini games. Mini games. You gotta say it like like you can Mini By the way, Blake, <laughs> by the way, Blake, I hope you're listening. Okay, Blake. hang on. My little brother texted me after listening to the America one. And I said it to Derek and he said, just finish your new episode. Tell Derek he needs to take some singing classes. <laughs>
I'm coming for you, Blake. Watch yourself. No, okay. Minigames. singing is beautiful. Minigames, yes. <laughs> Minigames. Mini All right, my movie was first, so that means you're first in the minigames. Awesome. All right, so my minigame, we played it many times before, is bad movie reviews. I'm going to read Yay! some movie reviews of specifically Disney live-action remakes. I know that's not exactly what our theme was, but it's kind of in the same vein. Just remember that all of these are Disney live-action remakes. We're going to do it in the same vein as the quotes. I have four reviews for each film. I've got three films. So you just give me one through four and I'll read the review. All right. So for the first film, Jamie, one through four. Give me number two. All right. This is from Abby Gay, who gives the film two stars. I also have wild and intense dreams about meeting Johnny Depp, but they always end with me punching him in the fucking face. Alice in Wonderland? It is Alice in Wonderland. Dang it. The first one? The first one, yeah. You, you didn't say the I second I was just time. trying to think of Disney remakes. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's only in that one and the, the, the sequel to it. I guess he's in The Lone Ranger. You could count that, but yeah. Dang, that was a quick one. All right, number two. <laughs> give me one through four. Give me four. Okay. Oh, this is a long one. This comes from Josh Lewis, who gives it one star. Groundbreaking virtual technology and the budget of a small country hoarded and deployed by people whose imagination quite literally run as deep as what if we took some of the most expressive stylish hand draw animation of all time and forced the boring limitations of real cameras onto it as a kid i always watched those wonderfully heightened colorful musical sequences and felt they were missing realistic physics and some hd drone shots everything wrong with this can be observed in how badly they butchered it both musically and formally this is so far beyond the usual soulless replication it's genuinely anti-art. One star. Fuck. Yeah. It's a long one. It's a hated one. What do you think that Disney remake is? Oh my God. That could describe a couple of them, couldn't it? Uh, it really could. Uh, read me number one. Number Maybe one. I have a better idea. Okay. This is from Demi. This is going to sound extremely stupid, but my big problem with this movie is that nobody has eyebrows. And I truly believe the movie would be fine if everybody just had eyebrows. What movie do people not have eyebrows in? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> It makes sense once you know the movie, but yes. I actually very much agree with this review. Is it Alice in Wonderland again? Like, are you trying to trip me up? <laughs> no, it's not Alice in Wonderland. All right, you want another one? Three. All right, this is from Adrian Balboa, who gives it three and a half stars. John Oliver wasn't even acting. Is it the Lion King? It is the Lion King. Are they meant to have eyebrows? They're well, like, animals. That's the thing they were saying, because the animals didn't have eyebrows. That was my complaint they're very unexpressive they look like yeah. animals animals aren't that expressive except for like a couple animals but lions huh. aren't super expressive so it just looked like no. born lions all right last one one through four one this is from lily who gave it three stars the amount of power emma stone has for making my gay ass rewatch this film is it the one that just came out cruella no ah! <laughs> It is not that. 
Give me two. Number two. This is from Ziglet underscore mirror. Two and a half stars. Heavy nostalgia attached to this one. Quite refreshing to see highly trained animals rock the film instead of CGI. If there is something it holds objectively well, it has to be its way of capturing snowy pastures and a festive cold. Or is it just me? Snowy pastures. You want another review? Three. All right. This is from Katie. Yet another role for which Glenn should have won her Oscar. 101 Dalmatians? It is 101 Dalmatians. I'm not sure if the first person was confused about what movie they were reviewing or what. Or like they're saying because Cruella was coming out, they wanted to (laughs) rewatch this one. I don't know. But yes, it was 101 Dalmatians. What some would argue be the first Disney live action remake. All right, Jamie, let's get on to your game. My mini game is one of Derek's favorites. Five second rule. What, what? <laughs> the one we both kind of suck at. <laughs> We're both terrible at, but we love doing right. <laughs> for the other. Because we both think we'll get it this time. Because I do got it. I know I got it. It's, it's got to be kind of, it's going to be like Disney related, right? Somewhat. I'll give you the themes. Each one has a theme. Okay. Yeah. So you can like think about it. First one is Christmas, not in order. So you cannot give them to me in order. Name three of the 12 days of Christmas. Five golden rings, 12 drummers drumming, partridge in a pear tree. You got eight seconds. Is oh, that God. How long that took you? <laughs> Making it out of order makes it so much harder. Five <laughs> if it's in order, then you can do it so quick. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> You did it in eight seconds, though. That's good. All right. The second theme is Disney remakes. Got it. Not from Maleficent and all from different movies. Name three actors who have acted in Disney remakes. Johnny Depp. Oh, fuck. Lily James. Fuck me. Um, I can't. Well, let me think. Come on, uh, just one more. Why can't I think <laughs> just, of a third one? Just one more. <laughs> I can't think of anyone in Aladdin or anyone else. Uh, 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 Gwen, 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 Gwen. Will, 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 Will Smith. Will, Will Smith. There you go. Jesus 20, Christ. 24 seconds. Why couldn't I think of Will Smith? I'm trying to think of all the other Disney remakes. I can't think of any other actually big name actors. Uh, whatever. Dang it. I thought I was, I didn't want to make them too easy. So. That one actually is fairly easy. I should have been able to get that one. Last one is rides, like theme park rides. All right. Name three theme park rides that have never been adapted into or from a movie. The Tiki Room, Mount Ever, or Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. Oh, no, Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain. Yeah, I got him. I got him. You got him. Because I said the Tiki Room, too. That was your best one. And the Tiki Room, yeah. (laughs) Technically, Splash Mountain was based on one, but Big Thunder and Space weren't. I got a 33. I did it. Yay. So y'all, that's our show. <laughs> this episode, we, we reviewed Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and A Christmas Carol. The final score was tallied, and Jamie won. Finally, I did it after two episodes of not winning. Well, technically, we tied in the last one, but yeah. I did it. Yeah. I went like, like, like four episodes losing. Yeah, whatever. J-A-M-I-E-M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> Jamie Mouse. Derek oh, sucks. Like- Jamie Mouse. Derek sucks. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
it took me a second to realize what you were spelling after Jamie. I'm like, Jamie. And then you're like, M. I'm like, M. That's not any of your last names. <laughs> and then I'm like, M O U S Moose? No, that's not right. Mouse. <laughs> All right. And, you know, as always, we like to end our shows with one of us leading a review. One of our greatest friends, Jasmine James, left this amazing review for us on Facebook. Even though I was still recovering from the holiday weekend, in addition to a very stressful work week, this episode was the wonderful addition to the relax and vibe weekend routine I've established for myself. Jamie and Derek made me laugh, as they always have, followed by a sigh of relief I really needed. All the segments of the podcast are engaging, and I love how much their personalities are genuinely projected in this project i am between our virtual game nights this podcast helps me keep updated on what's going on keep up the great work and if you haven't heard the podcast yet check it out thank you jasmine so much for that amazing and glowing review seriously that's so kind stuff like that guys it keeps us keeps us going keeps us grinding for you exactly (laughs) makes us watch these movies for you so you guys leave us a review wherever you can and maybe next episode you'll be able to hear your review on our podcast so you can leave it on apple podcast you can write to us at i know you dj podcast at gmail.com you can do our instagrams at i know you pod facebook i know you with Derek and jamie podcast twitter is at i know you podcast so there's so many places you can go write us a review leave us a comment just give us some words of encouragement really give us anything we just want to hear from you also we'd like to let you know what movies we're watching next week and have you write in and let us know what you think the theme will be as well as your ratings we want to know what you guys think of these movies whether you've seen them or not or whatever so the movies are Invincible, which is on Disney Plus, not the TV show, guys. This is the Invincible movie starring Mark Wahlberg and The Last Unicorn, which is found on Amazon. So with those two, let us know what you think their theme is, who's suggesting rut, and your rating. And just a heads up on that, usually the day before the podcast airs, so the Monday before, I'll go on Instagram and put up polls to see who you guys think suggested what, your ratings, and who you think won that episode before the podcast goes up. So head over to Instagram. You can answer all of those polls and everything there. You know, we post this podcast every other two So remember to just come back and listen wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you so much for listening to I Know You with Derek and Jamie. Until next time, I'm Jamie. And I'm Derek. Bye, y'all. We'll see you next time. See you real soon, pals. (laughs) There's some good audio for you guys. Okay, bye. We're good. We're good. (laughs) Got it. Got it. We're done. Bye.